Hello, this is Glenn Dunsweiler. I'm a filmmaker, producer, and entrepreneur. If you look on my YouTube channel, you'll kind of see quite a smattering of different things that I produce. And this is a new series I wanted to do because in my filmmaking experience, I've noticed that I don't have the answers, but when I ask questions, maybe difficult questions, questions that other people shy away from, you start to be able to uncover possible solutions. And so this series is an attempt to start to ask those difficult questions. Hence, it's called Difficult Questions. And this first episode is dedicated to COVID madness in the USA. We are having a hard time dealing with COVID-19 in the U.S., uh, it's not only turned into this nature versus man thing, but it's hugely politicized. And I want to go through why people are fighting over nature and their attempts to skirt what a virus is going to do to them, whether they care about humanity or have these different priorities in humanity or not. So, welcome. And the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, Americans are hugely independent people. We are, we are raised to be independent. We are not followers, necessarily. We're, we're not, we're not, it's not something that we're told is a good thing. People ask us to follow, our parents ask us to follow, or tell us to follow, our teachers were told to follow, but at any opportunity, we are told to innovate, to push forward, to follow your dream, to listen to yourself. And that, that structure doesn't do too well with a, a government that is trying to control something. And with that, you know, we've been fighting each other for four years. Our, our current administration loves to battle, doesn't choose to have tact, and doesn't really choose to have compassion. And that is kind of very much filtered down into the people. So everyone is just devoid of tact and devoid of compassion. And we've been, especially for the last four years, just used to that. And we're, we're, we're butting heads and we're butting heads and we're butting heads. And now we have something that is threatening our livelihoods, that is threatening our health, that is threatening the way we normally live our lives as independent people. And we're not doing so, so well with that. 
We actually have, have turned on each other instead of turned on the virus. I think the first thing that, well, well something that's very uh, telling of that is this whole masks thing. You know, we, we have, we want, some of us want to have trust in our government. Some of us have less trust in our government. Again, authority figures are something to be challenged in the United States. And with the first wave of what's happening, what's going on, what, what do we do? Uh, specifically, Dr. Fauci said, you don't need to wear masks. Well, the, we found out the reason he said that is he was afraid that the people that need the mask most, the healthcare workers, wouldn't have access to them because the general public would take masks. So he didn't tell us the truth. He told us what he thought he needed to tell us in order to get the result that he needed, which is a huge red flag for people, independent thinkers, saying this person cannot be trusted. This person is trying to manipulate me. Uh, with that, we also have a population that has a different idea of what freedoms are. And to some people, freedom is the freedom to go outside in a safe environment. And to other people, the freedom is freedom to do whatever they want. So we now have these battling people that have different ideas of what freedoms are, and they have different priorities. Some have children, some have elderly family members, some are elderly, some have comorbidities, some are, like me, motorcycle riders. So I, I look at my life as just one risk because I could die at any moment, and I've had to accept that. Now... I don't have a family, so, and I've done that on purpose because I choose this risky behavior, very American, right? Uh, so it, freedoms mean something different to even me. But we are now just turning into these people that are fighting amongst ourselves and the virus is able to propagate amongst us because we're fighting, because we're not a cohesive entity trying to figure out the best way to move forward. And so my difficult question for, for everyone here, and I would like to hear your response, is how do, how do we think with this, this madness that's happening in the U.S., how are we going to get a handle on surviving through COVID the best way possible? And I've come up with some, some options, some, some thoughts, and I'd like to hear your response to that. I, I do think, and my friend said that the time for containment is over, right? We've missed that window. Again, we're, we're a huge country. We're a varied country. We have many different people in the country in different places with different priorities. And people were wearing masks, not wearing masks, going out. There's also not this, this, there's no safety 
umbrella in the United States to make people feel that they can not work. The U.S. is all about pushing this, this capital machine and being able to make your own. And so we've had people having to work. And what does that mean? And taking precautions as best they can, but needing to work. And people stressing about not having enough to pay their rent. And now we have people that are haven't paid their rent and then are looking at evictions. So now they're looking at being homeless. So we have all these people in all these different states and we're not cohesive. So how do we get a handle on, on COVID? My first thought is the economy pushes all of the United States. It's all about making money. Capitalism is king. It's what we understand. So how can we make secluding ourselves make money? And maybe some of the larger companies will see that if they can build COVID-free islands of COVID-free employees and maybe their families, they can get this economic machine going again. That's one idea. Now, I don't know how that would play out because that means that some family members aren't seeing other family members. And then if, if someone gets sick outside, you can't see them because, well, you're working for the company, which sounds very 1984-ish, right? So very uncaring. So I don't know how that could play out. However, the United States is good at innovation. And I know at least one company I've heard of was doing daily tests or weekly tests on their employees to make sure they were healthy and keep them in work. So testing and testing innovation. We're really good at innovation. Maybe we could throw ourselves into daily tests and you are working with daily tests. I know that students are now going back to school and people are trying to figure that out and some students are getting COVID-19, but obviously they're testing to, for them to know when students are getting COVID-19. So can we throw that daily testing into a, into a control group where we can then have safe areas, or COVID-free safe areas, right? Where they stay that way and then we can kind of grow out. Another is this vaccine, right? Uh, a friend of mine had said, well, now we're just expecting the nerds to, to make the vaccine and save us all. And yes, <laughs> yes, that's what, that's, that's what the U.S. hopes and looks for and encourages. They encourage saviors. They encourage heroes. They encourage innovators. And I, my response was, yes, and I hope that person that comes up with a vaccine or that company, they make a lot of money. And then they can then afford stability to raise nerd hero babies that then save the next generation. Because that's really what, that's the dynamic the United States works on. We don't take care of each other. We should, but we don't. We have socialism in our families and maybe our communities. But I've done a lot of work trying to solve homelessness. And what I noticed is this kind of 
downfall of the family and community. So when people fall down, there's no one to help them. And capitalism doesn't care about you. So, yes, we should care about our neighbor, but we don't. And I don't want to, to dwell on it's like this or like that, but the one simile as a motorcycle rider that I came up with when people were enraged that other people weren't staying home to possibly save the life of another person and or wearing masks to possibly save the life of another person for a virus they may or may not have and can't tell because they're not testing enough. I said, you know, we have uh, our freedoms in the United States. Honestly, the mask thing, I, I don't know that it's enforceable to make someone wear a mask. However, we do have an example where something is enforceable. We have laws on the books for to stop people from texting while driving. And as a motorcycle rider, I'm very sensitive to this because I don't text. I have seen motorcycle riders that do text while ride, and I, I don't know how they're alive. But when I ride, I ride, and that's all I do because I try to stay alive. And I see people in big cars texting and driving. Now, that's illegal that's enforceable by the police, yet they still do it. So if we have something that is uh, convenient for the driver, texting while driving, directions or communicating, whatever, multitasking, and we can't get them to stop doing something convenient with a law enforceable, a, a law enforced to it, how do we get a person to do something that they deem inconvenient or ridiculous that's not enforceable. I, I don't see how, and I would love t your input to see how we could do that. I, I do have a something that may work. I, I'm not sure. We've been pushing on people. You need to do this. You need to do that. And again, Americans don't do well with authority. We just don't. So when someone tells us to do something, especially the United States, we push back. I think other uh, it's human nature to push back on someone that's telling you to do something, but we do not deal with that well at all. So I think this animosity that we've built with each other for the past four years, especially where we're constantly fighting and we're picking teams, we have to stop and we have to say, I would appreciate it if you could wear this mask to knock down any variables that we possibly can because right now the virus is a ghost and you include them in the solution until instead of demanding that they follow your solution and you may not like what they come up with but usually what i found is people start to come up with something because you give them buy-in to the common goal and honestly the common goal is to eradicate COVID-19, to go back to our lives. We all want that. No one is, no one that I know of is saying, yes, I'm now in my house all by myself. I never have to deal with anyone. I'm completely online. I don't have to see my coworkers in person. I'm sure there are people like that, but I don't know that that's what someone is actively wanting. I think we all want COVID-19 to go away. And so we're going to have to, as Americans, figure out how we can do that with the people we are and the things that we're good at. 
And again, I think it's economy, money, innovation, leading the way, um, challenging the system, whatever that is. We don't do well with the status quo. We always want to change the system. That inspires us. So how can we do that? I would love your input. You can email me at glenn at glendunswaller.com. I'll put it in the link. Or this will be on YouTube, and I'd love to see your comments. How do you think the United States can get through COVID mania? Thanks for your time.